Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast where we give powers to a name. That's exactly what we're going to do right now. We're going to take a name from the internet, whatever it gives us, dumb, good, bad, ugly, and turn it into a full-blown superhero powers, romance, story, arcs, excitement, uh, woe, all of it. But I can't do it by myself. Me, Dean McKnight, I need a few helping hands. Jade and Josh, good friends of mine. How you doing? Hi, you you crammed it all in there, didn't mm. you? I I'm I feel dizzy. <laughs> okay. take, take a breath. You know what? Before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about sort of text and typography, and I realized that we don't really talk about much of that during our recommendations or as a whole during the show, you know? It's it's a little appreciated job in uh, comics. Right, Jade? What do you mean? Uh, lettering, I think he's talking about. Uh, yeah, I guess. The, the text job. <laughs> Texting. Put in the wordies on the pickies. Yeah, that one. Get you know. in a good shaped bubble. Mm. I was thinking about it earlier today, actually, before we even, you know, started talking. And it's just, it's just like, like I mentioned, it's a, it's an underappreciated art, and it's something that's very easy to get wrong sometimes. I guess, like, again. What one of my comic beefs, and I think this might draw a little bit of ire from people, is sort of the typical Marvel and DC house styles, and sometimes with a lot of lettering, it's just like almost like word art on a page sometimes, and it's it's very noticeable and it's very ugly, and you know, I am HO. Um, I'm not sure if house style is actually really a thing anymore. Yeah, it's not, you're not either to go not in... very good or you're good. Yeah, like <laughs> everything is good but occasionally you will see a comic that you just think oh wow Mm. that's something that's an interesting choice (laughs) i guess that just show goes to show uh the last time i read a mainstream superhero comic i mean not to Mm. not to delve too deeply into this but i feel like since uh david ahar and matt fraction's hawkeye comics have kind of woken up a bit to not being all house style anymore yeah for sure it's 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 so good that they did, though. Like, mm. just being able to take a, a hero and, again, using the art like as a tool to tell a story or to represent a emotion or hero, it's it's just good. We've come and a long way. Do you have any recommendations of comics that do that quite well, Dean? Uh, yes, Josh. To answer your question, I have been reading uh, a few comics this week. Um, what, a few? Listen, I've had a, a bad <laughs> spate of recommendate not even a bad listen tv shows are just as applicable and uh you you need a a mix of inspirations in order to crank out something truly unique and something that will inspire the next generation of creators actually so you know not being defensive but how about you cut me a little bit of slack you know i will concede it is very important to consume media outside Mm. of the media you work in but we asked for comic wrecks, Dean. Have you got a comic for us? Uh, I do have a comic wreck, actually. I think you might like this one, Jade. Ooh. Um, so I, like I said, I, I was into text. So I just went back to one of my favorite typographical comics, something that um, is made by someone who takes real care in their, their text and sort of... Have you just been gen- reading a normal book with no pictures? <laughs> I've been reading House of Leaves. No, I... <laughs> I've been reading uh, For the Love of God Marie what? by who? Jade Sarson? 
This is no, you've done this before. That's not allowed. Jay. You're banned. You're banned from the podcast. I I create. I am the podcast. You can't ban me. <laughs> I am the podcast. Holy shit! Did you just hear that, Josh? I, am the I did. So, for the love of God, Marie, it's about a young woman growing up in the sixties, raised Catholic, of course, and uh, at 18, 18 years old, she's starting to explore the world a little bit. But unfortunately, uh, she's starting to realize some of the uh, hypocritical parts of Catholicism. Love thy neighbor, but this neighbor in this particular way and ignore those people and, you know, come closer to these people. But Marie's not into that, so she ends up um, exploring herself and her sexuality, which is, shall we say, all over the shop, Jade? Yeah, you could define it as bi, pan, whatever people are going with these days. There's a whole fucking argument, isn't there? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's uh, about Marie's exploration of herself and others and friendship and love um, through various encounters sexual and otherwise and following her life through the 70s and 80s and uh all the way into the 90s and it's just it's a darn delightful book and you probably heard me banging out about about it if you've uh, ever met me at a con or in person or spoken to me for more than 60 seconds but it's just got this really nice use of color uh, each decade has a certain palette to it which perfectly reflects what that decade was all about my favorite being the 70s with all the browns and the greens and it just evokes those um memories perfectly i don't have any memories of the 80s by the way i don't know, i don't know why i'm saying that but um and of course of course jade one of your strengths as an artist is is your text your lettering which Aww. you I guess because you're an artist, you're able to fit it in a little bit more naturally with everything that you do. But it does pay off massively. Like, it, it, it's part of the art itself. Well, thank you, Dean. And I very, I very much enjoy that. And also, this this entire book, um, it's an emotional one. It's a bit of a roller coaster, but you do get to see um, some sexy things. So you should definitely pick it up. If you're over 18, because he's not exaggerating, <laughs> it's very sexy. <laughs> Uh, borderline illegal, I think, at one point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, pay Jade some money, because it's good. Is that the only way my books will ever be sold now, is through the podcast? Uh, if you want to order one, uh, visit... <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, Dean. Uh, Jade, yes. I, was sh- I was shilling you. How about you shill someone else? Okay, sure. Um, I've been reading uh, Butts, I think I pronounced that right, uh, Cat Festival by Shazleen Khan. Uh, and this is a it's it's not a finished comic it's a short teaser version of a longer work Mm -hmm. um but i pre-ordered it because i was super excited for it because i love shesling's work um so a catastrophic event has smushed areas together into one monarch nation that stretches from our world's version of turkey to western china um and gods are real and they have animal messengers so it's this really interesting world setting for a start um but this short is really simple despite the really you know weird and interesting setting uh, it just follows a few friends as they try to find a fun way to celebrate uh, eid together mm-hmm. and they end up going for a large meal with one of their families so it's really sweet it features you know social faux pas goofing off of a, a festival and I'm really excited for the the full length thing, so that I can actually see kind of the how how this world setting works, because there's a lot of kind of interesting tidbits here of what we can expect. 
Um, but mm. what really impressed me about this was the outfits. I mean, Ooh. if it's a festival, people are going to wear cool outfits. Um, so with the cultural mishmash I mentioned, that means that there's going to be a sort of a wonderful combination of religious details with regional costumes. Mm. Because even within, you know, one country, even if you have like a unified religion, different areas will have different, you know, traditions and stuff. So if you've got one huge monarch nation, there's going to be all these sort of separate sects that, you know, interlock weirdly. So they're all celebrating similar things, but in different ways. Mm. I just thought that was really interesting. And the costumes that are like a mishmash of those two things just end up being really gorgeous. Yeah. Some some nice world building then. Yeah, yeah. And like, even if the story... I'm, I'm not saying the story's bad because it was excellent. It was really sweet. But even if the story had been complete hogwash, the art would have sold it. (laughs) (laughs) It's gorgeous artwork. It's done in this kind of really clever um, digital version of watercolor. So it Mm. has like a nice hard edge to all the colors. Sounds like your kind of thing. Yeah, really my thing. I still maintain that style can sometimes completely carry a comic. For sure. Or or a movie. Once again, this was excellent, both story and art. I remember we had quite a vivid discussion about that once dean we did josh i think we almost came to blows um Mm. it was it was a violent one josh what have you been reading i've been reading a comic this week uh from a plucky young upstart who i think was going to be going places Um, oh it's it's the first time i've read this book so i thought oh this is going to be pretty cool uh Mm. so i've been reading akira by katsuhiro (laughs) (laughs) it's like on the curve you know yeah yeah revolutionary yeah 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 I think we'll it's see good. where this guy go for... goes, you know. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah. Keep, keep an eye on him. I think it's going to be pretty big. Uh, Akira. <laughs> do, it... we, do we need to? How does one? <laughs> Compare thee to a summer's day. Um, so... Akira is not a summer's day. <laughs> Akira is not, but it has many reds. At least mm. in terms of the anime film, which is obviously very influential, dare mm. I say. Um, uh, yes, of course, I think so. Yes, I think so. Um, I've never touched the manga for this. I've obviously seen those really nice paperbacks and stuff dotted around, um, and I've always thought, oh, do you know what? I should really get into Akira. And then, oh, week was my birthday, so I decided to splurge out on the massive hardcover case featuring all six volumes. And, oh boy, that was not a mistake. Oh, is it they good? They look gorgeous. I don't think I ever realised how, like, Otomo's art is really dynamic. Like, it's the panelling on it is obscene. <laughs> I, too, have read the first volume of uh, Akira, and I think, like, I had a sort of a miniature meltdown when I saw how he laid out his pages and just how good it told a story. Mm. It's it, it was ridiculous. I Imagine reading that in the 80s. Yes. Is all I can say. Fuck. Um, so, to briefly go into the plot, it's about um, two guys who uh, used to be in a part of a biker gang together, Canada and Tetsuo. Uh, Canada's story basically takes him through, um, he gets embroiled in this resistance whilst Tetsuo gets injured in a car accident and effectively starts getting all these psychic powers kind Mm. of implanted and explored. Um, And yeah, the story just kind of goes along those two routes and, oh, I should also mention it's in the wake of a nuclear apocalypse, but (laughs) yeah, there's also that. I I mean, it's, it's Akira, I'm sure. If you haven't seen it, you is you should see it and also you should read it because once again this art is very good now 
I read, like like I said, I only read the first volume, and I don't remember any of the movie stuff happening in that, because I think I've heard that the movie takes place in the middle of the complete set of manga, if that makes any sense. It's all, it's, like, snug in the middle. You'll see certain bits from the movie implanted in there, um, like the whole uh, the bike chase with the clown gang mm. takes place a bit further on into volume one. It's not, it's not how we open up. Yeah. Um, the clown gang also have a much larger role, at least in volume one, than just throw away villains who turn up some really cool bike stuff and then disappear. Mm. <sighs> Fuck um, me. You got me thinking about the film now. That film was so good. <laughs> um, I'll probably go rewatch it once I have finished off the manga because, once again, damn, this manga good. So, <laughs> this manga, try and read. Um, you don't have to read it in the crazy hardcover volumes because I think they're going out mm. of print soon. There's like the uh, the paper versions everywhere, isn't there? The paper versions are also very good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's Akira. Uh, that Atomo guy, he's he's going to go places. Keep an eye on that. Think- I think it's been a while, but would you say it's just good? Yeah, oh. I, f- I feel as though what my review and recommendation wasn't that crazy deep, so I think it does probably put itself into just good territory. <laughs> mm. uh, so if we want to get the stamp out, um, if we can get some sort of stamp sound effects, it's like, thunk. <laughs> um, there it is. That, that's it the is. sound effect we need. That it's just good. Ah. Oh. Thank Shall you, we create Josh. a just good hero now? Sure. Absolutely. And I have the primary ingredient here to help us make one. This one is a fairly simple one. It's another image macro. We're on a macro binge. It's It's been a while. It's been good. It's been fun. It's, it hasn't steered us wrong yet. It, it hasn't. Um, but what I will say is that this is, like uh, last time, not a name generator. Mm. Last time we had the, the idea generator. But this one is a title generator. Okay. Ha, Lloyd. It's a fantasy book title generator. I'd just like to interject and say <clears throat> that I had the anime title generator at one point. Oh, well, sh- shit. Well, listen here, fine sir, <laughs> squire. We are going to travel hither to the uh, hinterlands where thou shalt forge... Thine hero from thy words. All right, all right, Aragorn. Let's get on with it. So, it's uh, your standard affair. We need a month, birthday month, perhaps, uh, and two initials. Easy peasy. Give me a hero. Jade. Oh, uh, June. That's court. Uh, uh, and Jay is court fire. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought Jay was court for a second. I thought court, court. What are the odds? <laughs> So, Court Fire... Court Fire Stairs. No, Court Fire Stars, sorry. Oh my goodness, I am a blind-ass idiot. When you say court, do you mean court as in to catch, or court as in a royal court? I think that's up to our discretion. No, Or courting as though it's a romantic courting. Oh, ho, ho, ho. C-O-U-R-T. Oh, that could be either the royal or the romantic. Fire Star, man, that's really good. Uh, Josh, you're November, aren't you? Your Empire Fire River. Hmm. Empire Fire River. So that has a nice, like, um, you know, canter to it, saying it out loud. Empire Fire. Wait, why are we going down to Empire? Why uh, the court? It's a alternates, I guess. Dean's trying to get some. Oh, alternates. okay. Yes, I'm. Uh, <laughs> you didn't realize I used your name 
as a, a hero generation device. I, th- I think that's a crime. <laughs> Grand Theft name. Um, in the meantime, I am September King. <laughs> King Wind. King Wind Smoke. King Wind Smoke. I'm just curious. What fantasy title? Yeah, like a like a no fantasy novel title, fantasy book title. Who would buy a book called Court Firestar? <laughs> I know we shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but I'm surely I can judge it by a name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some comics do have like pretty dreadful names, but these aren't comics. These are fantasy novels. And in the shocking twist to the end of the uh, fucking what's the Game of Thrones actual title book? Thing. Song of Fire and Ice. Ah, and so in the shocking twist to the end of A Song of Ice and Fire, uh, we see Court Firestar when an asteroid fucking hits the court and everyone <laughs> dies. Is, That's it. It's write... two pages long. <laughs> you writing your fanfic again? Your micro fanfic. <laughs> Uh, I'd never write fanfic for Game of Thrones. Never touched it. Okay, I think I've got something. Mm. So I'm going, as we've got a title instead of like a hero almost, mm-hmm. our hero will be called Firestar. Mm-hmm. And this will be a comic book series about trying to make a romantic connection with said Firestar. I like it. So I was a comic the will same be called thing. Court Firestar. Mm. This immediately, immediately evokes... Rumiko Takahashi-esque <laughs> vibe to it, just for that name alone. We're putting an exclamation mark at the end of it, by the way. Can we put two? Yes, we can. That cool. That's relevant, because my um, reading material has two exclamation marks in its title. Oh, oh fucking, there, there you, you go. go. We're pulling from our inspirations mm-hmm. text. <laughs> a te- a, it's a texty kind of episode, <laughs> just I told you. Just like you, you wanted. <laughs> mm. um, also, what, what, would, what would the f- like format be for this? Like, f- in terms of, like, the story format, because you could have it be, like, a dating show and just, like, different candidates trying to win the heart of our hero. Well, let's not stray too far off our Ooh. superhero uh, story generation podcast. What was your what was your hero, Dean? King Windsmoke. Yes. Who could potentially blow out a fire. Oh. Okay, so maybe King Windsmoke is our villain of this piece. Um, perhaps there's some sort I don't- of... I don't think they need to be a villain. No? I think they're going to try and court Firestar, but due to their powers of wind, they tend to blow them away. <laughs> Almost like a... Wait, wait, wait. Maybe we can play this tragically. Maybe they're, they are in love, but they're trying to court Firestar and... Blow, blow you out. Put you out. Come put Firestar out, though. Hmm. That, that that don't make the love. Like maybe, maybe they could be like two, two heroes who always arrive on the scene, hmm. but then... So maybe like Firestar's always there first because they're like a shooting star. So maybe mm-hmm. they've got some sort of like rocket-based repulsion power. Sure. Okay. Um, so they always appear first. They're a star that's burning up. Hmm. Mm. Ah. But then mm. something like King Windsmoke just always tends to appear shortly after because they want to try and court Firestar. Mm. To go back to the title. But due to their power, maybe they always end up ending up blowing them away and then they're always left alone and they always it's, hmm. it's kind of maybe like a wily e. coyote roadrunner type scenario <laughs> okay wily e. coyote was horny for roadrunner <laughs> what if team rocket was trying to capture the heart of pikachu instead of just pikachu itself so this is a story of incompetence then 
I, I mean, our so. entire podcast is a story of incompetence, Jay. We're just <laughs> forging it into something oh, usable. Self-own. <laughs> I, I quite, I quite like the idea of a hero who pro- proclaims himself a monarch, and yet they cause, like, so, like, the king of something. But then every time that they try and save the day, they just absolutely blow it. Mm. Oh, yeah. blow mm-hmm. it. A lot, lot of good wordplay here tonight. Um, wordplay. Words. It's a, te- it's a texty episode. <laughs> it's delicious letters. So, so Firestar, um, coming back to that thing about them burning up, like, mm-hmm. don't like. How how does it work with like the life of a star? Do, do they like fizzle out or do they like burn brightly right before the end? Perhaps. Well, Jade, it depends on the size of the star. You see, uh, if a star is. Uh, of average size, like our soul, it will expand and then go supernova and explode. Um, I see. Th- thank but, you, Dr. McKnight. Um, but then larger oh, oh, stars... Ha-cha-cha. Oh, cha. oh I giving you have, an idea? I think it has given me a slight idea. Every time that Firestar solves a crime, they're going to get bigger. Oh. So, as in, not maybe not like bigger as in like physically, but they're going to become more like renowned. And Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to throw some stuff out, shoot it down if need be, or you can try and tag on and I'll okay. you can take over. They they could be aging subtly as well, hmm. like f- at a faster pace than normal. Obviously, everyone's aging subtly, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does this play into the courting, though? Um, well, basically, in order to put out the Firestar, we could use wind in some way. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm. King Windsmoke is trying to... St- Stop Firestar from burning too brightly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that's really good, actually, because that could be a really interesting relationship to write. Because nothing's harder when you love someone to, than criticizing them. That's very true. I feel as though that was quite an interesting point to make in an episode where Dean recommended one of your comics. <laughs> Oof. Yeesh. <laughs> I, I I pour my heart out, Jaden. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Um, I guess you guys are very into the idea of uh, these two characters trying to smooch one another, or uh, Windsmoke trying to smooch Fire 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 River Fire Fire River River. Twisted Fire Starter. (laughs) Yes, to to answer your fucking question, yes. Okay, so um, to part of this fire, Windsmoke has to see. To me, it's it's getting a little convoluted now. I'm getting. I'm finding it harder. It's a comic, Dean. Usually, comics take about forty or fifty years to get this convoluted, though. It's not okay. Let me summarize it so it's not so convoluted. Go on. Firestar is a very bright hero. Um, we'll cover their actual powers shortly. Um, yeah. But they they are a flashy hero. They're getting bigger and bigger in terms of popularity. But as they use their powers more and overexert themselves, they're aging at a faster rate than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh. King Windsmoke is in love with Firestar and keeps showing up to assist, but their powers don't work well together, so they, they're just cocking it up. But they also, because they're showing up and noticing Firestar's rapid aging and swelling ego and just all-around bad direction, mm-hmm. they're going to put out this fire for, for, the, for the greater good. The greater okay, good. that's a little bit clearer. There you go. So let's 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 cover their powers. Okay, uh, Firestar. I think mm. I think you kind of uh, home runned it earlier with like sort of 
the fi- fire speed esque powers, you know, shooting star kind mm. of deals. So maybe um, sort of that that would be their style of flight, like the Human Torch. Apart from they wouldn't look god awful anytime they use their powers. I tell you uh, what, I'm thinking. Did you guys ever play uh, Micro Machines? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Do Do you remember what the cars used to do when they'd like drive through acid or something in one just of the like, school levels? Yeah, just like completely like being engulfed in flames. Yeah, they'd be like like a little white dot, like a little white explosion that then went <laughs> because it had like a black smoke trail going behind it. What? What? What did they do again, Jade? They went. <gasps> That's my new text tone. Go on. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? So like mm. maybe when they're in flight, they look more like a fireball than a person, not like yeah. the human torch. Yeah, that would be much, much cooler. And, mm. you know, you can play around with that as well artistically. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. And um, maybe they can sort of turn parts of their bodies into this fu- like fire star material. And they can use that to fight with. Maybe they can like throw fireballs and stuff. And you know, keeping it quite, quite simple, quite, quite punchy. If you'll forgive the pun. Maybe that's why it's becoming detrimental to their body because, in order to throw fireballs, like oh well, fire stars, they're essentially throwing bits of themselves. Mm. Even if it's not like you know as gross as like pulling off a finger and throwing that. No, I'm not saying that. But like as they throw <laughs> as they throw like these fireballs, it's like they're throwing away a part of themselves in a more metaphorical, soulful sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So and this this co- power really takes it out of them. Yeah, and of course like um even turning into the star stuff itself, that's like burning off into the atmosphere. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like this 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 guy's a a, a living star. Mm-hmm. They sure are. Um and then uh, do you want to talk about King Windsmoke's powers? I mean, windy, smoky powers? I mean, it's just mist, blowing mist around, I guess. Maybe they actually are called King Wind. That's their dumb superhero name <laughs> they came up with. But because they're always trying to fight with Fire Star, like, it always results in this black smoke that everyone's just like, oh, it's mm. King Windsmoke again. That lame hero. Oh, I like that. that. That's much more interesting. Yeah, good. Good, good stuff, Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we, we've got uh, a, a duo, and we've got their powers all down pat. Um, see, like, I think it's just a generator, but anytime I imagine these heroes and their setting, I always imagine, like, the, the high fantasy typical stuff. Um, you know, leather armor and um, thatched houses and large castles and villages you could do that perhaps if you have it in a more meta sense so like um if you want to go with you you were the one that suggested the whole popularity thing i think was it you Um, it was josh oh was it okay well the whole popularity thing is a very modern idea Hmm. you know so like if you want to i don't know address it in like a hercules type way where it's like an ancient or fantasy setting, but you have a lot of allegories to modern things. Ooh. Ooh, that... See, that sparks a little bit of inspiration. I don't know if it's just because, like, we've been, like, discussing a lot of D&D lately, but what if they were, like, a literal sun in human form sent to protect this um, this village or this land or whatever from, sure. like, ne'er-do-wells and... Um, you know what? What if that was part of the setting that they they were a literal living star? 
think that could be pretty. I weird. mean, I thought that's what we were going with, like the tragedy well, of a star slowly dying, but well, it's I mean, faster than a human dies. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. If we do do it in the modern setting, though, they can literally be a starlet. Why don't we have? Um, let's go kind of weird with it. Mm. Can you imagine like skyscrapers, but with like kind of weird fantasy knobbly towers hanging out? Please, I love that. <laughs> there it is. So Josh. we can kind of go for that kind of. Yes, yes, Weird yes. kind of like, can you imagine like horse and carriage looking carriages, but with limo. massive like wheels and stuff. Like, horse and carriage and, like, limo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I swear there's like a, a comic that kind of does this, but. <clears throat> no, 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 no. We're the first. Absolutely. We're the first. <laughs> I, I might be we, thinking We're of... always breaking new ground on BBRP. It's true. <laughs> like original ideas. Every last one. Definitely not anything seen in like Saga or any other popular comic of the time. <laughs> so Firestar so... runs around on a red motorbike that is one of a kind <laughs> and has loads of really cool stickers on it. Leaves a cool light trail behind yeah. it. <laughs> and King oh. Windsmoke wears a t-shirt with like torn sleeves. And their, and their feelings really get ahead of, like, out of their control so much so, so often, that their body swells grotesquely. And then they just start yeah. shouting each other's names. Guys, guys. <laughs> What's Matt Dean? So, original ideas uh, <laughs> aside, how about. Uh, so, I like this setting, though. I like weirdness. I like mm-hmm. maybe this is like even like another planet or something, and we can have weird. May- yeah, like weird aliens and stuff and beings and Yeah, you, you don't know. need to explain it. It's a fantasy, uh medieval esque setting, but you know, there's skyscrapers and limos. Can like let's just throw all sorts of garbage in here. So Firestar lives in the centre of this city in a massive sphere. Mm-hmm. And as soon as crime happens, they shoot out of it like a star to try and save it. They maybe right. maybe they power the city in some um, form. Wow, okay. Oh, there we go. So, like, maybe um, they've been able to keep themselves kind of young all this time by funneling off any residual energy to power the city. Mm -hmm. But then for some kind of reason, I don't know if it wants to be plot reasons, or maybe there's just too much crime, so they're spending less time in their safety containment sphere. But, of course, that means there's less power for the city if, like, they're not... Um, shedding themselves off because they're not mm. spending enough time there. Hey, shut up for a second. You've just created a wonderful metaphor for not spending enough time doing self-care and being in your safe space. Oh, snap. Oh, and overexerting yourself, overworking to the point that your friends are pointing it out, but you're ignoring them because we live in a horrendous capitalist society. Guys, we've done it. This, this is it. This is our ticket out of here out of this podcast hell into actual comics heaven <laughs> i can't believe it so all we go. have all we have is like a paragraph size treatment and <laughs> what else do you need in comics <laughs> apart from an artist a letterer an editor okay. Okay, okay. so king wind is obviously going to be the king of this city as well of course oh, so king king wind is like they they are the actual elected protector of of the city yeah. but everyone sees them as a bit useless mm. i kind of imagine king wind looking like one of the um uh knights from shovel knight because there's like a king knight in that <laughs> i kind of imagine them looking like the monopoly guy do you know we can do a mishmash about <laughs> jade if you could uh, combine the two that would be great but i love the idea of like there, there's those plots that have sort of shit characters that in the end really you know step up 
And I mm. love the idea of King Wind being shat on by their city, but loving their city so much and loving Firestar so much that they'll do anything to protect them. Give me an example of that kind of character character archetype in a piece of media we might know. Hmm. You can't because it's an original idea. You, oh, that, yep. That's right. That's <laughs> the point I was making. Yep. That's, that's what I was getting at. Pure originality, creativity without a stop. This is growing so naturally as well. Like, tricks aside, this is coming together. Josh, like, you're, you're off the leash now, off the chain. What, el- what else <laughs> you got in the tank? Anything. I'm not sure First if I've fire-starred out. I'm not sure if I needed some time in my sphere. <laughs> um, well, I'm not sure if, like, say, could King Wind just start stopping the whole Firestar solving crime stuff for maybe selfish reasons at the start? Oh, I love that. Because they're trying to, like, save power, like, Come on, I need I need my city powered. I've got I've got my light festival next week. I need all yeah. this power from Firestar. And like Firestar is just like, listen here, <laughs> Kingy, what would you prefer? More crime or more festival lights? I think everyone here knows what we'd prefer. And everyone like cheers and the king's like, mm. for fuck's sake. Or it tends then, to a popularity contest. But then maybe yeah. like the more it happens, the more that King Wind becomes enamored with Firestar. Yeah. It's like the more that they see them solving crime, they're like, oh, wow, I, I, understand, <gasps> I understand now. They are actually Fucking, impressive, damn it. They're so shiny. Right? I just realized that means we can, like, court Firestar has, like, a double meaning because they're courting them in terms of romance, but they're also courting them to keep them uh, happy in order to, like, power the city. As part of the royal court, done. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, um, star-studded, like... Shining eyes aside, we let's let's get a villain or a crime. Like we Can don't we need do, to do. Let's do a bunch of cool, kind of weird modern takes on fantasy villains. Yes, sure. please. Uh, a Minotaur who's wearing power armor. Done. So a bit like, well, like be like Rhino from Spider Man, but imagine them a bit more Minotaurish. Yeah. Original idea, Josh. <laughs> don't Is there like a a, mo- a modern Madam Mim? I really hope so. <laughs> um, Madam Mims from Sword in the Stone for listeners who are thinking, hmm, that sounds familiar. One of my yeah. oldest crushes. <laughs> um, just like a modern day witch, I guess. Um, yeah, but what, what's the magic, Dean? What's the magic? Just uh, uh, The magic is nanomachines. <laughs> hey, if that hey, works. There you go. Um, oh, now we're getting into like Batman... Batman of the future territory. Batman ninja territory. <laughs> no, not we we watched the the Batman ninja thing on Netflix and it was <laughs> a roller coaster. But what a mishmash. Look out for our new podcast, uh, Batman Ninja Breakdown, uh, where we will talk about that. In the and meantime, our story is going to go off the rails as much as Batman Ninja does in his last yeah. half hour. Impossible. <laughs> um although Fantasy mechs. What if no. the Trojan, what if the Trojan horse was a little bit more literal, and uh, maybe that was a mechanic? I, I'm turning to ancient Greece, and I don't know. I don't know why. It's because ancient um, Greece is very inspiring. Um, but you just gave me an idea, actually. Oh no! What if one of the villains 
is realizing that Firestar is a very unique power source and doesn't have to be a mech, but they want to build something impressive that needs a huge power source. And they're like, I'll just steal this from the city. They are trying to build their own planet and require a sun to lock it in orbit. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, now Dean's going off the rails. Man, so, it's great so this is just someone that's just like, oh. I'm going to fuck off to the moon. You're coming with. I need, I need some light. Yeah. Their massive satellite is going to be shaped like a dragon. Boo. Because yeah. dragons are fantasy based. And if you think oh, about okay, it, if you, cool. if you think of like a TV satellite, mm-hmm. so you've got like oh, the middle, oh, okay, the middle yeah. bit, and then you've got like yeah. the big old fanny bits. Mm. The fan bits are dragon wings. Shit. I like it. Yeah. And then, yeah. What, what yeah, it took me a fun. minute, but I get it. Yeah. And then we can do some kind of weird dragon slayer kind of thing where they have to try and stop this crazy network of fantasy dragon satellites. <laughs> Is dragon going to be like a horrible acronym as well? <laughs> if we if we if we can yes. think of it, come on. Department. Uh, department of... for the regulation of activity oh. involving egregious. I'm pushing it, but we're pushing it anyway. Uh, I'm um, stuck on O. On board. N- Nefariousness. <laughs> Say that all together. The department you... for the fuck. I've forgotten what the yeah, R is. Uh, Depa- the department got... for the regulation activity. For, oh, the department. Oh no. I'll, I'll, you know, some of those things have like. There's like a little thing between the D and the R. Mm. Like the department of regulating and uh, gauging online nefariousness. <laughs> There it is. Uh, if don't words words is the, <gasps> no, the no, word no 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 wait wait off world nefariousness. Ah, there we go. That's better. Thank there you. There we go. Um, yeah, it's it's a words kind of episode. Typography, letters. The but see, if if there's someone obsessing with things that are not of the world, and they're like obsessed with the idea of getting off of this planet, they just want to take all the good resources and ditch this planet that's doomed anyway. Oh, and maybe like. Uh, traveling up to space, even though they're a star, it, it takes an awful lot out of them. Well, sure it would. You know, being Shabba a vacuum and shit. So, so the dra- dragon thing somehow is some sort of okay. It so the main villain, the main villain's going to live. He's they're going to try and live on the moon, mm-hmm. but in order to power the moon, they need a power source. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do is they're going to try and steal Firestar's massive sphere. Mm-hmm. And how they're going to do this is by using the dragon satellites to use some sort of gravity tractor beam. Excellent. And in order, but whilst they're trying to pull up this massive sphere, someone's going to come along and in the orbit, they're going to try and blow it back. Mm-hmm. And that's oh. going to be King Wind, who's going to try and use all of their wind powers to try and send it back down to Earth and destroy <laughs> Dragon. I I realize what this reminds me of now. This is like... No, this is like old Jack Kirby comics where he's just like, everyone's a god, everyone mm. is doing really trash stuff, but they all have deep feelings. I got, I got to say, Dean, you comparing me to Jack Kirby <laughs> is not the worst thing to happen in this episode. <laughs> I was going to say, though, like, speaking of deep feelings, there'll be that moment when Firestar is in danger where the population would realize who the fuck protects Firestar if Firestar is the one that protects everyone. And that's, that's when King Wind comes out. They got this nice little shot where like Firestar's like laying at the bottom of their sphere, and they're just mm. watching King Wind just starts absolutely sweating, like just trying to like push back with all their wind powers, mm. just trying to push back that sphere from this dragon thing. Fuck me, we've 
we'd really cracked this uh this nut wide open. <sighs> I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then like self care. Get in your sphere. <laughs> tired brain has the unique property of like making it so you just splurge all your ideas. I mean, we've all had ideas when we've been like asleep or close to sleep, and that's just because your brain is too tired to block out all the uh, the bad ideas. But sometimes... that's why you need to fucking bolt out of bed and scribble <laughs> it down so that you can laugh at yourself when you read it the next day. Or have two friends on standby to <laughs> forge your ideas into good ideas. Do you guys have any ideas you want to add? I feel like I've talked quite a lot this episode. <laughs> it's been a Josh kind of episode. <laughs> I don't um, know. I went off a bit for a while. Oh, no, so it's, it's I think it's Dean's I felt, turn. I felt bad. My turn for an idea. Um, well, I don't know. Like, in terms of story arcs I'd like to see in this comic, I just, I guess a lot of smooching from these two. Um, well, maybe... then I suppose you need to discuss what happens after Firestar is taken and King Wind fights against this tractor beam. Oh, actually. if you want I'm... smooching, you're going to have to get him out of that sphere. What if... I've got I've got a slightly different idea, Jade. So hold on a second. But what if um, King Wind makes the ultimate sacrifice and says, "I'm going to let Firestar live a normal life in exchange for that"? Though we gotta have no electricity. Listen, guys, they they saved your lives over and over again. Um, they deserve a break. Just a, maybe just like a day or two. I and I want to smooch him as well. But let let them out. Let's have a day or two of our electricity and hopefully no crime will happen in that time as well. And maybe they can have a little date, but then on that date between King Wind and Firestar, King Wind has, maybe that's the point where they realize like, oh shit, for the good of the, for the good of the city, Firestar has to be in that cage, in that uh, bubble in order to power things and also to be ready to fight crime. They, I can't steal them away from the city no matter how much I wish to court them. That's tragic though, because it's it's aging them using their power. Exactly, but th- see, we we gotta crack. We have to crack King Wind into cl- cleanly into about whether or not to save mm. or to imprison Firestar. It's I'm, all about I'm, balance in the end, isn't it? Well, we we did discuss about the book being about uh, self care, didn't we? But mm. well, I have a solution. Mm? This sphere, I imagine we're all. It, uh, imagining it as this sort of see-through bubble-esque thing, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if it doesn't have to be that? What if the solution is the town doesn't need Firestar and King Wind defending it? It needs them together powering it in a happy sphere home. <laughs> Locked away from the world, relaxed, and they can live out the rest of their time just... You know, naturally, yes, the city is sapping power from Firestar, have, but... Have we thought about the idea that our two heroes are eventually going to power things through solar and wind energy? Uh, no, oh but God. that's genius. That's <laughs> but Fuck my idea off. That's great. Does the... I feel like that's weird that that's taken a while to realise. I don't oh, know how no. think of that. We, we've come up with a, a plot hole in our entire comic, like... A, no, a, no, a, no, it's no, it's not a, a solution. plot hole. It's a solution. It's a solution, it's, yeah. Just like, they just, at the end, they're like, oh, wait a second, I got an idea. And they just build windmills and like, like we've mentioned about, like, balance, about, like, how, you know, like, self-care whilst also working to fight crime. Mm. Well, it could be also balance in terms of not just using one energy source, mm. use the Ooh. power of Captain King Wind's all these wonderful anti-capitalist ideas i love it and then using also solar power 
Mm. I mean, that... renewable resources, <laughs> love power in the world, love it. Let's take a swing at the the ecological angle as well. Why not? Just picture them like at the end in an epilogue of sorts, just like having a holiday. But whenever they use their powers, it's like being picked up by some sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like picture them just playing volleyball at the beach or whatever. And King Wind sends like a gust. And it just, as it goes across the volleyball court or whatever, like makeshift volleyball court on the beach, it just goes past all these fans that start spinning insanely. (laughs) And then you just see a wire that goes all the way, shoots back, and there's like a crescendo of music as it, the wire heads for a city that's ablaze with light and power. Jesus. Um, The end. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to us um, crack the ending to our comic oh they smooch obviously they smooch Ah, and they smooch and you know beauty and the beast plays and it's all very nice (laughs) and that the greatest power of all was love that's the least creative thing (laughs) that's the least creative thing in this entire comic josh tell people how they can support our podcast if you want to support us you can leave us a review on itunes or soundcloud or Mm -hmm. through twitter uh a, a tasty retweet is always uh, gives me enough nourishment to get me through the week. Mm. Um, word of mouth. I can't tell if you've used word of mouth as a reviewing platform, but I mean, we we trust you. We we trust we, you. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't like betray our trust, would you? Would you? That's me? a little bit no. of manipulation for you. For you guys. Um, whatever handle you have on your iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, I guess word of mouth as well. Um, <laughs> we will churn through an image macro of some kind and you'll have an entire episode to yourself we'll dedicate one to you because you mean you mean that much to us because you too can be our hero our hero you can be a fire star in the meantime if you want to check out some more juicy tidbits of information go to our twitter page at bbr underscore podcast where on wednesdays we'll have examples of the comics that we've read um some delicious images because that's the best way to enjoy a comic and on just the following it, stuff it in your face <laughs> put it in your mouth scan it like a credit card and take the information i tend to just cut open a baguette and just kind of roll up roll up a comic and just kind of <laughs> slob it into the baguette with some good cheese and i just nom chump chow down mm. another good uh method is to blend it and then turn it into pulp drink it mm. uh, <laughs> delicious mm. in the other than that um the Monday following the release of this episode, Jade Sarson will also draw our, I guess, pair of heroes. Mm. Sorry, we've, we've come up with two again. Um, Two's fine. It's when it's like, hey, by the way, this is an entire team. I, I also want to see one of those dragon satellites. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. <laughs> yeah, so Jade will draw an illustration of King Wind and Firestar, which should be very delightful. Jade, can you add like a manga title at the top as well, like caught fire star exclamation mark exclamation mark you know i mean yeah takahashi style sure i think that please please it's it's lettery lettery word episode to be be fair a lot of the takahashi series didn't have good typography i'm just saying instead of an illustration why don't we just write out the hero (laughs) and just describe them yeah yeah then maybe you and i josh can actually contribute (laughs) to the twitter you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast I am Dean, the double clause capital letter McKnight. I'm Jade, when will you guys draw a hero for me, Sarson. You don't want that. And I'm Josh. I'm pretty sure I did a stick figure once. 
but I'm not sure if I ever posted it. Randall. You remembered this time. <laughs> Congratulations, Josh. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.